guys. Welcome to What's the Word Today. So good to see you today. We're talking about how to multiply your finances, how to multiply your finances. Anybody out there ready? I see Miss Joni. She says, I'm ready. And uh, hey, let me know right now who's watching, who's online, where are you watching from? We just praise God for you, and we are excited uh, to be here with you. Are you excited to grow in your knowledge of the Word and grow in your finances to have an abundance for every good deed. Yesterday, if you didn't see uh, yesterday's, we talked about the simplicity of biblical finances, how they work, uh, tithes and offerings. It's actually a beautiful system that God has. Many people, they're just not given to his system, but his system is awesome. It, when I see what he does in about finances, it makes me excited, not just about finances, but the rest of the kingdom of God. So amen. Uh, Kevin says he's watching from Catawba College campus. George watching from his desk. Johnny from Baden Lake. Joni watching from Baden. Uh, Mom's watching from Rayford. Serena watching from Albemarle. Uh, we got a studio full here as well. A bunch of people. There's other people there online. We just praise God for you. If you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast, share the link, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, uh, share it everywhere that you can share it. This will help people. We want believers to be well-financed, moving in abundance. Hey, Caleb Vinoy, watching from Greensboro. Good to see you, man. I love you so much. And are you ready to jump in? If you're ready to jump in, drop a hands up in the comments. I'm ready, so let's do it. Today we're talking about how do we multiply our finances? How do we multiply the seed sown? Multiply our finances. It, uh, one of the things that we want to do, go ahead and change that in the title. Multiply our finances. How do we multiply our finances and get into abundance? How do we multiply it? God has set up a system to do it. We talked about yesterday we have to be ready to believe that God wants to increase you. He's told you things so that you will be increased. He's told you those things. God wants to not just increase increase you, he wants to multiply it to you. He says it like this in his word, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give to your bosom. Now, one of the things I want you to see, though, is what brings, you can put some guesses in the comments, what brings the power to get wealth. What is it that brings the power to get wealth? What is it that gives you favor with God and man? What is it that gives you favor? Ultimately, it's his love, but in his love, there's a manifestation of his grace. His grace is there to multiply. It's his grace, the supernatural favor of God, the supernatural empowerment of God that comes through Jesus Christ. That is the power to multiply you. That is the power that works in me when I'm, when I'm healing people. It's the power of God and his grace to work through me. It's that grace that does the supernatural. And that supernatural will do the same things in your finances. So one of the things that I want you to see is this. If you can get a hold of his grace, you can have an abundance. I want you to see this as well. Remember yesterday, we talked about Luke 16. And it said, if you're not going to be uh, diligent in the little thing, you won't be diligent in the big thing as well. 
Well, if we're going to be diligent in the small things and the big things, one of the things that we see is that this is a little thing in the kingdom. But the same items that you use in the little thing, money, finances, is the same item that you will use in the big things, God's grace. So when you learn to apply God's grace in the little thing, in the money and finances, you'll learn how to actually utilize and apply that grace in healing. You'll learn to utilize that grace in the anointing. You'll learn to utilize that, that grace, his grace, in protection. All of these things are designed to bring the supernatural into manifestation in your life. And so, one of the things that we want to do is make sure that we know how to tap into that grace. Well, let me show you something. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 1. You can put that in there. Philippians 1 and verse 3. Ask Barrett if she would, if she would get me a cup of that tea that she makes. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 3. I thank my God in all remembrance of you. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, is talking to the Philippians. He says, I thank my God in all remembrance of you. Now, what, why is he remembering them? Why is he remembering them? Verse 4, always offering prayer for you with joy in my every prayer for you all. I'm offering prayer with joy, with joy. The Apostle Paul is saying, one thing he's doing, he's showing us how to get some results. I don't just pray. I pray with joy. I pray with an expectation. I pray with joy. See, verse 4, when we're believing God and moving into his grace, we need to pray, not just pray, but with a fervency, James 5 says, and with joy. we got to pray with our heart, and we pray with joy. In every prayer, verse 5, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. So one of the things that they did, they participated in the gospel. Now we're going to find out and we're going to see, if you read this in context, how did they participate with the gospel ministry through the Apostle Paul? They gave them an offering. They sowed offering into Paul's ministry. I want you to see what that does. And also I want you to notice this, that he's now praying, thinking about what they gave. He's thinking about how they partnered with him, how they worked with him, how they, how they made themselves a covenant partner with his ministry. When they did that and made him a covenant, made themselves a covenant partner with his ministry, it kept them on their mind. Uh, the other day, I had somebody, somebody recently had given me something. And uh, it was something, it was a nice gift, and uh, I was really, really blessed by it. And what I found was over the next few days, specifically over the next few days, man, the Lord had me praying for them, praying for them, praying for them. I had a word for, for them from the Lord. What put them on my heart? Their gift. Because I wasn't sitting here saying, I want to just pay them back. I want to, you know, I want to give them money for the item that they gave me. No, I, that's not it. I received that item. I don't have to give them anything. But their participation with me in my life and what I'm doing kept them on my heart. It kept, kept them on my heart. 
Glory to God, Grayson says, I figured out how to comment on YouTube. She used to watch on Facebook. We see you. All right, welcome to the club. <laughs> but one of the things that happened was when they, when they started giving, it did something spiritually to me. It kept them on the top of my heart. That's not an ungodly thing. That's a godly thing. The same thing happened here by the Holy Spirit saying to the Apostle Paul, he said, look, I had a view of your participation, which we'll find out is a gift and an offering. He said, I had a view, and it's keeping you in my prayers. Something spiritually happens when we do spiritual things. Think, think about this. Something spiritual, put that in the comments. Spiritual things happen when we do spiritual things. I know it's not complicated, but there's a spiritual blessing, a remembrance that came on when the Philippians did a spiritual act of that offering. I want you to see, what was the question that I asked at the beginning? What is it that brought favor? What is it that brought the blessing of God? I said it was the grace of God. Hey, one time, one time uh, I've heard this story multiple times now. If you'll remember the evangelist, great evangelist, Reinhard Bonnke. He just went home to be with the Lord not too long ago. But Reinhard Bonnke, he was coming uh, into Florida and he was setting up and looking for a home. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown had uh, the Lord put it on his heart to give him his whole house, <laughs> to give him his whole house. Lord, we're going places in ministry. I want to sow a seed. He heard that Dr. Reinhardt uh, needed a house. He said, I want to give him that house. He gave Reinhardt that house. He said, I left all the furniture in it. It was fully supplied. He walked into the house and lived in it. He said, a, few, a little while later, Reinhardt called Dr. Rodney and said, I know what you did. I know what you did. He said, what? What are you talking about? He said, I know what you did. He said, what are you talking about, Reinhardt? He said, every room I walk into, I think, pray for Rodney. Every time I go in my bedroom, I think, pray for Rodney. Every time I walk out into, into the garage, I think, pray for Rodney. Pray for Rodney. Pray for Rodney. Everywhere I go, I think, pray for Rodney. He said, you are on my heart. This is the same thing that happened here. He said, basically what he's saying is, you put yourself in my view through your participation. Now, what happens in that moment? What happens in the moment where you are in the view of a ministry and a minister that has a grace to do that ministry? Let's see what happens. It says, verse 5, verse five, or verse 4, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing. I am confident that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's, he's having a prophetic word for them. Why? Because he's, he's got them in their heart. He says, verse 7, For it is only right for me to feel this way about you, all, about all of them, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. This word partakers means you have come into partnership with my grace. You have come into my partnership with my grace. 
One of the things that you see is when we actually partner through our finances and partner in a covenant heartfelt partnership with a ministry and a minister, the grace that's on their life, you take part with. Their grace becomes your grace. Their grace becomes your grace. Let me give you an example of this. We have, at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of this year, I had a word from the Lord. A grace came on me in a service, and I spoke, this is our year of increase. Now, we've seen increase across the board. But then, one of the things we also did was, we received that increase, but the Lord, through that grace, had a word, said, I see cars, new cars, all over this parking lot. There'll be so many new cars. There's so many right now, we don't know how many there are. We could stop and count them. We haven't done it yet, but we've lost count of how many people have new vehicles in their life. We've lost count of it. It's somewhere around like 10 or 12, right? People that have new vehicles this year. There's a grace to grab those things because the people were in partnership with the grace that's on a ministry. They were in partnership because they made a covenant in their heart to be a part of what we're doing, helping winning the loss and uh, making disciples, getting the power of God, people walking free. They've made a partnership. All right, now, let's go uh, to Philippians chapter 4. Let's go to verse 10. People like, let me read verse 13 and verse 19. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. People love to quote this verse. Verse 19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Man, people love these verses. They use them. They quote them. But do we know how they got there? How did they get there? Let's go to verse 10. What, gave, what made those verses come to life so that the Holy Spirit would speak these verses over the Philippian church? What caused it to come to life? Verse 10, Paul says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Okay, they, they were concerned, but they didn't have a way to get that concern to Paul. They, missed, they didn't have the opportunity. But now they revived their concern, and now they had opportunity. He says, verse 11, Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. All right, what are we talking about here? We're talking about stuff. We're talking about physical, material things. He, he goes, you have revived your concern for me. You, you've taken opportunity to revive your concern. How were they concerned about Paul? What's the subject that he goes into? I needed stuff. I needed stuff. I needed things. I needed stuff to do the ministry. I needed supply. I needed provision. He says, I, I'm not speaking from want. He says, I've learned to be content whatever circumstances I am. Verse 12, I know how to get along with humble means, and I, know, I also know how to live in prosperity. He says, I've learned to be content no matter what the situation looks like. I know how to live in both places, 
right? He says, I know basically what he's saying, if you'll read the full context of it. When I find myself in poverty, I know how to apply faith and get out of it. When I find myself in prosperity, I know how to utilize it, give it to the gospel, and give God glory for it, and move on to increase and increase in that prosperity. I know how to do both things. He said, and it's not that I needed you to do something. What he's getting at is you needed you to do something. You needed you. He said before that when you gave to me and you took, you participated with the ministry of the gospel, you became a partner with my grace. You became a partner with my grace. Well, right here he says, I know how to get along with humble. I know how to live in prosperity. And in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry both of having abundance and suffering need. He said, look, I've found that I can do anything I need to do no matter what the circumstances look like because we have a grace of God to draw on supernaturally whether it looks like we have enough or not. Then verse 13, he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What's he talking about? He's talking about no matter where I find myself, There's a grace of God to draw on in faith, and I know how to pull on that faith. Be content. If you go over to Timothy, uh, Paul's letter to Timothy in chapter 6, I think it's around verse 6 and verse 8, I believe it is, he says that godliness actually is is a means of great gain. When we walk in godliness, and he's talking about physical means, physical material things, godliness is actually a means of great gain material gains. He said, but you have to combine godliness with contentment. Godliness with contentment, 1 Timothy 6. He says, here's contentment. If you got food in your food in your hand and you got a covering over you, either clothing or a roof, then you should be content. That doesn't mean that you're satisfied to stay there. That means I am content and in peace and joy in my heart even if I find myself in that place. But that peace comes from also knowing I'm not staying here. I'm moving to the place where God shall supply, what? All my needs. He says, I can do not some things even in poverty. He says, even in poverty, I can do all things. There's there's a revelation there that poverty won't hold me back when I'm in the family. What I'm seeing won't hold me back when I'm in an inheritor of the grace of God. That's for every believer. But there's ways to move into that. There's ways to enter into that. And there's ways to stay out of that. If I'm going to sit back and I'm going to say that, oh, I'm just so bad. Oh, I can't do anything. If I'm going to sit back and look at the circumstances, I'm going to be like Peter and sink in the water, right? I'm looking at the wind and the waves. But If I will keep my eyes on Jesus, every supply is in him. Lord, I receive. Like right now, I don't have what I need. I don't have a boat. I got shoes on top of a stormy sea. That's what Peter had until he looked at Jesus. When he looked at Jesus and got the word and the grace from God, it empowered him to do the supernatural, even though he didn't have in his hands what he needed. Paul's saying, Even whether I'm in prosperity or I'm in in poverty, verse 13, I can do all things. Put that in the comments, all things. I can do all things 
through him who strengthens me. Verse 14, and watch this. Here's where the transition is. He's saying, I got this grace on my life. I can do all things. And you can have this too. I'm writing this so that you will do all things. And, and Brian today is telling you this so that you can do all things. He says this. He says, nevertheless, verse 14, even though I know how to do this, it's not a matter of whether I have a lot or a little in my hand right now. Regardless of whether I have a lot or whether I have a little at this moment, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. In other words, when I've gone through those trials, you've done well with me. You shared with me. Whether I was, whether I was doing well, whether I was doing bad, whatever it was that I was carrying, whatever position I was in, if I'm doing well, then I'm believing for increase. If I'm doing bad, I'm believing for increase. And when I'm believing God for increase, you did well in sharing with me. What did they do? He already said it. They shared with him in material means. They gave him an offering. 15, you yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church, not one church, he, he went to Macedonia, started churches, ministers all over the place, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you alone. Not one church did it. See, here's the thing that I've found myself in. I can't have a man of God come into my life and him walk away saying, nobody shared with me. Maybe he doesn't point the finger at me, but I'm going to share with him. I'm going to have a seed with him. You're not going to find me in that place where a man of God comes into my life and I'm not sharing with him. One day I found myself... I love Bill Winston. The man has the gift of faith on his life. He has got a grace for the gift of faith. I love him. I found myself not too long ago. I'm sitting on the front row in a conference. The meeting started, and all of a sudden, there's a seat beside me empty. All of a sudden, they're walking in. Somebody, I turn. It's Bill Winston, and he's coming to sit beside me. Literally, I am rubbing elbows, like in the flesh, with Bill Winston. What a, just a blessing, just to be around the man. Yeah, a man of God. I mean a man of God just to be around him. And I, and I think I had already sown all the cash that I had. I'd already given it away at the conference. It was like the last day or something. And uh, I went, there is no way I am sitting beside this man and I'm not giving something to him. And I said, well, how can I do this? I was like, oh, I got a check. <laughs> I, got a, I got a blank check in my pocket. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I write him a check and sow seed. I didn't want this testimony that Paul had, that I came around all these church people and not one church shared. And watch this, in, in what? Not one church shared their love with me. Not one church shared their, their joy with me. No, that's not what he was talking about. He said, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you alone. He's talking about an offering. He's talking about financial. They gave. Now, I want you to see something. He's, he, he always combines giving and receiving. You have to have both. You have to be a good receiver to be a good giver, and that's what we're talking about today. God wants to increase and multiply, and he does that through the offering. Put that in the comments right now. Uh, yeah, I know Kevin said Bill Winston is the kind of guy you take out a second mortgage for. I'm telling you, 
man's carrying an anointing. He's carrying an anointing. There was no way. I made absolutely sure I got an offering in his hand. You know what was cool is uh, that Christmas, I got a Christmas card uh, from him and uh, from, from him and his wife. And I was like, look at this. We got a Christmas card from Bill Winston. <laughs> what a blessing. I just dreamed of being around men like that. Early on, I dreamt of being around men that were doing Do you know his ministry has its own bank? Like, they're doing kingdom business now. They have a school of business, Joseph's School of Business. Faithful men. I dreamed about being around men like that. Now, you, and see, as we honor God and we participate with God in our finances, God wants to turn us into good receivers concerning the matter of giving and receiving. Put that in the comments. I need to be good in the matter of giving and receiving. And when we get good at receiving, we can also get good at giving. And when we get good at giving, it just multiplies the whole process. That's God's plan. It does the same thing with the anointing. If, I, if I'm not a good receiver of the anointing, the anointing, I will not be a good giver of the anointing. I will run out really fast because I can't handle it right. See, I've got to be a good giver and receiver of the anointing, of his glory, of healing, of of word of wisdom, word of knowledge, of revelation. But the issue is, if if I don't know how to be a good receiver, then I'm never going to be a good giver. I've got to be good at both. And if I'm not going to do that in finances, the little thing of the kingdom of God... Luke 16, how will, I, how will God give me the true riches like his anointing, like his glory, like that protective anointing, like that deliverance anointing, like those anointings that will set people free from whatever it is they're facing? How will I walk in that stuff if I don't get the little thing right? And Jesus himself says money is a little thing. So we want to be the kind of people that understand this and this Philippian church understood it, and this is who God, this is who God is talking th- to through Paul, saying, you also can do all things through Christ. You also have the grace that's on me and my ministry. It will be on you, Philippian church. It will be on you. It will be on you. And then all of a sudden, look at this. He says, he says no church shared with me. Think about this. Think about this that you would, no church shared with him, the Apostle Paul. Now see, to them, he was just a preacher. He was just a preacher. But this is who we know as the Apostle Paul. How many people are around us now that when heaven looks on, they look with a greater weight? Fleshly men see another fleshly man, but heaven sees men and women of God. Heaven sees a glory in the spirit that we don't see. See, the issue is we've got to start esteeming the things of God, listening to the men and women of God. If we will honor a prophet, we will have that prophet's reward. But that's only if we see them for who they are. They are gifts. Ephesians 4, when Jesus ascended on high, Jesus gave gifts. Jesus gave gifts, and he called those gifts apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. 
If we don't honor those gifts, we're missing the whole point. We're missing the whole point. So now one of the things that you see is, can you imagine being one of those churches in heaven in Macedonia and, and having this scripture testifying against you for all eternity? Were you one of those churches that didn't give to Paul? Yeah, that was us. Man, I'm tired of getting asked that question, right? Well, how about, how about the people that are in our lives right now? How about like Bill Winston there? Man, I, well, I set, I set Pastor Brian right beside Bill Winston, and he didn't recognize the gift. He didn't esteem it. He didn't honor it. He didn't do anything with it. He just, he just you know, posted a picture on Instagram about how blessed he is. Well, he's only blessed because he's sitting beside the man with the blessing. He's only graced because he's sitting beside the man with the grace. You know, he's not graced in his own self. He's graced because he's around somebody. Honor the grace. Honor the gift. All right, now, what I'm getting at is I'm not trying to get you to honor me or anybody individually. I'm trying for us to have our hearts where God can multiply it. Where does that grace come? That grace comes when we sow and when we part. You want a grace in your finance. It comes when you sow. Look what their sowing did. He says, verse 16, For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. They didn't just think about him one time when he came. They kept sending to him. You, you had some needs. We made sure we kept sending to you. He says, verse 17, not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. Did you know you have a heavenly financial account and it can either profit or be debited? It can either be in profit or debt. It can go up or go back based off of what we do. Paul's saying your account went up and grace was released to you because you sowed a seed into the ministry. You sowed in that way. That's what God's saying. That's exactly what this is saying in Philippians 1 and Philippians 4. One time we had, we had a, a, a minister come in. Some of you will know the story. Some of you will know the person. I'm not going to mention their name uh, simply because I don't feel led to at this point. Because... Uh, if you know the name, you might be one of the people that this happened to, and I don't want to share somebody's bad doing. So, minister came in. I'm talking about one of the most blessed ministers of God that I've, and, and one a great friend. Uh, not just a great friend. This is a man of God, a man of God. This is a man of God, and. Man, the anointing on his life came in and changed our church. We, we've had him several times. The anointing came in and changed our, changed our church. I looked up one time, and uh, I, he was there. I think it was, I don't know, second or third time he'd been with us. He was preaching from an iPad, and uh, I want you to see. I want you to see this here. Like my iPad, you can see how, how thick it is. Let's see if I can get that. See how thick it is? His iPad was like this thick. Like, it was like that thick. Let's see if I can get it so you can... There. It was like that thick. And I went, what, what version of iPad is, is that? This is, this is a couple of years ago. I said, what version of iPad is that? It's like, that was like the second one that came out. 
I was like, man, that thing's an inch thick. <laughs> like, he said, yeah, it's slow too. It's slow too. I said, hold on. And the Lord, the Lord, this, before I even talked to him about it, the Lord showed me, he said, this man of God, this gift to the body of Christ has been in major churches around the world, releasing the anointing. And I mean powerful, precious gift, precious anointing. He's been releasing the anointing all around the world in all of these major churches, churches that had much more money than we did at that time. Much more, much more money than we did. And in that moment, the Lord said, and he brought this to remembrance. How many people was he with? And they didn't even see the need. They didn't care enough to look in there. And they just let him, I mean, there was not enough concern that they even concerned themselves with the thoughts of other, others. And the word says, bear the burdens of others. Watch this. The word says this. Consider others higher than yourself. Now, I'll tell you right at this moment that this was happening, um, I needed an iPad. Mine was dying. Mine was newer than his, but it was dying, and I had a need for one badly, right? I could have had the church pay for it, but I didn't feel right to do that at that moment. It didn't, it didn't seem right. But I saw him, and I saw that iPad, and I said, Lord, there's no way he's going to leave this place, and we're not doing that. There's no way. The iPad Pro had just come out. I said, brother, I said, how long have you had that? He said, I think it's version two. I said, I said we're buying you a new one. And uh, now I want you to understand, at that time to buy that new iPad, it was like $1,500 to get that iPad because he didn't get the small one. He, he got the big one. Well, let me tell this to you. That's all we had in the account. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, that was all we had that we could spend on that right then. Every, I, like, I had to move money around to make sure that it didn't you know, bounce. <laughs> like That was it. We had enough, but that was all we had. We, we took the account down to nothing because we're not going to have him coming around here and saying, no church gave to me, no church. Now, we took up an offering for him. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about esteeming the things of God and getting that grace on our life, getting into the place where God multiplies us, multiplies us. Now, one of the things that you'll see is when that happened, it wasn't long after that. I mean, there was money that came in. Uh, I did get an iPad. It was just a few weeks later. It wasn't long. Like supernaturally, money came in. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. God honors that stuff. He honors that stuff. Then he says this. Look, he says, you sent, verse 16, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. For my needs. <laughs> you sent a gift for my needs. My needs. More than once. He says, not that I seek, I don't, I'm not seeking your gift. He said, but what I am seeking is the profit to your heavenly account. I want your heavenly account to increase in profit. Verse 18, he says, but I have received, Paul, Apostle Paul says, but I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. <laughs> I have an abundance. Can you get that in your mouth? Can you get that in your spirit, get that in your heart coming out? I have 
an abundance. No matter even if it looks like you don't have anything right now. But I have an abundance. Why? Because no matter what it looks like in the flesh, I can do all things through Christ. Because I have a grace on me because I've attached myself to a grace because I'm a giver. I'm a sower. He says, but I, I have everything in full and I have an abundance. Apostle Paul says, I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. <laughs> he says, what you gave, this offering, you know, I love Keith Moore said this. He said, uh, he said I, thought, I thought money was filthy lucre, <laughs> is what the King James says, filthy lucre. He said, I thought money was filthy lucre, but yet here, Paul's saying that money, that offering, oh no, it wasn't filthy lucre. It was a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice. Well, pleasing to God. (laughs) Well, pleasing to God. This is how God views it. See, man can turn money into filthy lucre, but put in God's hands properly with a right heart, God can take what was filthy lucre over here, he can turn it into a well-pleasing sacrifice, a sweet aroma, right? Well-pleasing to God, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice. That's what happens when we attach our heart and our giving to the love of God and we start honoring the things of God. And now in this moment, in this moment of their offering and receiving that grace, In this moment, this is what happens. Verse 19. And Paul says this and declares this over the Philippian church because now they're in his heart. He has a view to them even in his prayers. There's a grace that he's got on him, you know, the fully supplied in abundance grace that's on him. And it's now they have partnered with that grace and they are operating in that grace. And then Paul says, verse 19, and my God will supply all your needs according to his his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now it be. See, this is, this is where those verses come from. Those verses didn't just come, come there because magically I'm in the kingdom of God and now they just work for me. Stuff just lands, lands in my hands. I don't do anything. Now, that's not true. That's not the system of God. God has a part. We have a part. We lined up our part with his part, and that's how it works. God did what he needed to do. He empowers us to do what we need to do. It's all by his power, not even on our own power. You realize I can't even sit here and talk to you. I can't even think thoughts if it wasn't for the good things of God and all of that came from him. I wouldn't be able to breathe out of my mouth. I wouldn't, my lungs wouldn't function if, the, if I hadn't had a good gift from God. God empowers me to do all that stuff, but I need to do those things that he empowers me to do. I can't just sit back and, and let it, you know, be like a lottery ticket or like magic. That's not how it works. And so here it is. He says, look, he says, I can do all things through, through him who strengthens me. Verse 19, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He will supply not according to your own riches, not according to my riches, according to the riches of God's glory, his glory. And how did it happen? 
through an offering. Through an offering. An offering broke loose the grace. Put that in the comments. An offering broke loose the grace in their financial lives. You can make it personal. An offering lets grace loose in my finances. Offerings makes grace loose in my finances. It lets it loose. Offerings. You can have an abundance if you will move into God's ways, and his ways are offerings. Many people are not in abundance because they are not walking in offerings. You know, today I was planning on talking about how to multiply your finances, and I did talk about that, but it's really the beginning of it. What I really talked about today was not as much the multiplication aspect of it, but what is the necessary ingredient for multiplication. The necessary, multiplication, the necessary ingredient for multiplication is the grace of God. The grace of God, we've got to get it in our lives. And what's one way you can get it into your life on a higher level than other people have it? See, he didn't write these things to the other Macedonian churches. He wrote them to the Philippian church because they gave the offering. They partnered with him. They said, I'm with you in your ministry. I'm with you in the vision that God's given you, and I'm sowing into you. I'm praying in your life. I'm going to give them my resources because we are in covenant together. That's what the Philippian church did, and they didn't just do it once. They remembered him time and again, and when they connected their heart, not only, they didn't, I don't think they realized it. The way he's writing, I don't think they really got it. When they connected their heart with the Apostle Paul, they didn't realize it, but God connected his grace with them. When they connected their heart in partnership, God connected the grace with them. Put that in the comments. When I connect my heart in a covenant partnership, God will connect the grace. That's how it works. Do you see what we need to do? We need to be honorable people. We need to be covenant people. We need to understand how this works. Well, that just sounds like I'm paying for a blessing. No, you're not paying for a blessing. It's not, it's not just the money. It's not the money at all. It's the heart. They connected their heart. Remember he said, you sought for an opportunity, but you didn't have one? Their heart was connected. They were, looking, they were looking for a way. They were looking for a way. They were looking for a way. Their heart was connected. See, when we connect our heart in covenant fellowship, you'll do those things automatically. In other words, it's kind of like faith without works is dead. He said, if you actually get in faith, I'll show you your faith by what you're doing. In other words, your faith will cause you to do certain things. He said, but... He said, what, it, what he's saying here is, if you get in covenant, what I'm telling you is the covenant, if you get in covenant, it'll cause you to be a giver. If you get in covenant, you'll think, how can I help? So one, one, of the things, one of the things that I found in myself is if I don't care about something, I'm not going to look for solutions there. But when I care about it, when I care about that thing, I will try to find ways to help. I'll look for ways to help whoever it is I'm in covenant with. 
whoever my thoughts are, whoever I'm considering higher than myself. I will look for ways to help. If we're going to multiply our finances and we're going to have an abundance for every good deed, we must partner with grace higher than ourselves. People that are carrying grace higher than ourselves. If we're going to move into the abundance of God's destiny for us, we must partner with people carrying the grace bigger than what we've had. Okay? Bigger. Now, that doesn't mean that you might not have found those people already. For me, I've found those people in my life. But I've found those men of God. I've found those, those uh, people of God. I've found them in my life. And so I'm connected, and I'm going to keep connected there. So I'm not saying that you've got to keep searching for the rest of your life for somebody to connect with. No, a covenant partnership is somebody that God connects you with. God writes that and helps you see this is a connection you need to grab a hold of and not let go of. Okay? There is impartation of that grace. But if you haven't found that, you make sure that you do. Some of you that are watching, maybe you've partnered with us before, maybe you haven't. But if the Lord's leading you to, then do it. You know, take some time on that. Don't just, don't just jump in unless you know that you know that it's God. Uh, don't just jump in. Make a serious commitment. Lord, I want to partner with this ministry. It has a grace. It, it teaches me the word. When, when they pray over things, it helps. I'm thinking about uh, Kelly Berardi on here. I'm thinking about there was a moment she said, I, we need some financial breakthrough. God, God spoke to her and said, you need to sow into Boomerang. She, she sowed some, a seed. The next week, it was like thousands of dollars of debt that was erased just like that, if I'm remembering that correctly. Kelly, you can put it in the comments if it's different or, or agree with it if it's right. But the issue is, what was that? That was a covenant partnership. And ever since that moment, she's like... This ministry, Boomerang Church, whatsright.com, this ministry is somebody I need to connect with. And they have. And they've seen the blessing of God time and time and time again. Even the other day, she, she didn't need finances. She needed her, her child to be healed. And she said, I've been learning things. I've been learning how to apply my faith. And all of a sudden, she applied her faith, and the healing came just like that with a forceful deliverance. Amen. <laughs> with a forceful deliverance. This is what happens when we are partnered with a grace. We need to connect to that grace by connecting our heart. It's a heart connection. If you have a heart connection, prayer, money, resources, all that stuff flows if you have a heart connection. We've got to get our heart right on that. Lord, I need a connection. Uh, I'll tell you, the, uh, the Lord started leading me uh, to Brother Tracy Harris some years ago. He's, I've got several men, Brother Tracy Harris, Pastor Gene uh, Alexander, Pastor J.B. Whitfield, Pastor Chris DiCiaccio, Ted Shuttlesworth Sr., uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. These are men I am directly connected to. I am directly, I, I sought them out. Not just what I, did I find them from seeking. The Lord led me to them, and the Lord led me to connect with them, every single one of them. It is a covenant connection in my life, a covenant connect, connection. Wow, Kelly just said, you're right, up to $50,000 debt-free. Nothing but miracles since partnering with Boomerang. Golly, <laughs> wow, praise God. Praise God, that's what I'm talking about. 
That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Thank you. Debt erased. Debt erased is what she said. Glory to God. That's what I mean. you got to find people that are carrying the grace of God, whether other people like them or not, right? You find people carrying the grace and the gifting of God, and you connect with them in a covenant relationship. See, one time I was heading, uh, I was heading overseas. I was going to the Philippines for the first time. I was traveling alone. I was traveling alone. And, um, man, I was probably, uh, I was probably, probably in one of the best spiritual conditions I'd ever been up to that point, the best spiritual condition I'd ever been in my life. But I'm telling you, I'm on this trip, and, uh, and, and the devil was attacking me. And it felt like just, it didn't feel like it was a big demonic attack. It felt like just junk, you know. And I'm in the airport in China, and I just feel like this oppression. I'm just like, like I'm about to go minister the life of God to hundreds of people and thousands of people. I got a call to go bring life to them, and I didn't feel any life at all. And I was like, it didn't feel like it was supernatural, um, I recognize now that it was, but at that moment, it didn't feel supernatural. This is just a few years ago. It didn't feel supernatural, but I've learned. These people that carry grace in my life have an ability and an anointing to help me break it off. And so I, I was sitting in the airport at, in Shanghai, and I'm sitting in the airport, and I'm just feeling this, and I just, it really didn't click with me that it was such a spiritual attack. It just felt, yeah, you know, it just felt blah. Well, but I had connected in a covenant fellowship with Brother Tracy Harris. I said, Lord, what do I need to do? Like, I just said, Lord, something's not right. And I don't know what, and I don't know all the details, but something's not right. And uh, he said, yeah. He said, you need to, he said, call Brother Tracy Harris. And, and all of a sudden, I called him. Well, I don't get him on the phone all the time. He has a lot going on. But this time, right then, he picked up right on time. And uh, he was right there. I'm talking to him. And uh, he was sitting out praying and seeking the Lord at his house. And uh, I said, look, I said, something's going on. I said, will you just, will you just I need help. I need help. And uh, I'm not in this alone. I don't have to do this alone. Agree with me that this thing is broken. Oh, man. He went into praying. We agreed together. Now, see, he couldn't have done anything. He couldn't have done anything if I wouldn't have reached out. But when I reached out, I gave him an authority for his grace and anointing to come into my life. All of a sudden, the power of that anointing broke. I mean, it broke over that whole thing. And I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I, where I was spiritually. See, the issue was feelings came in and just blocked me from what I really truly was. It, it, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't sense it. But that's why we don't live by feelings. We live by the word. We live by the truth. Who I was in Christ, that's who I is. It was just a straight demonic attack trying to beat me up before I got on task. And, and, and I've seen that. I've, I've gone through that. But the issue is you've got to turn to Christ. You can't look at the wind and the waves. You have to look at Christ. And so he prayed over me. I'm telling you, right there, right in the Shanghai airport, that thing fell off. It broke it. But it's because I turned to him. 
and because we had covenant. When I turned to him and reached out to him, it allowed that connection to flow, and now that anointing came in, and what I couldn't see or feel before, I could see and feel. So everything changed, just in an instant, just like that. Now, but here's the thing. It, I mean, I went from feeling bad to feeling good, just like that, because I opened up myself to that covenant partnership and that grace to flow. Well, see, here's what happens. When we actually partner and when we sow, that is us reaching out and tapping into that grace. When we do that, it, that's what happens. It opens up a communication. Remember he said, no one communicated with me concerning giving and receiving the matter of giving and receiving but you. That's what happened. When we sow like that, it opens up a flow. It opens up a pipeline for that grace to flow in our lives. And uh, so that's the, that's the thing that we have to do. Tomorrow we're going to talk about how to multiply, how to multiply. But before we talk about how to multiply, we need to talk about this today, and that is what is the necessary ingredient for multiplication? It's the grace of God that's, on, that's coming through our covenant connections. It's the grace of God. And so I hope that that has been a blessing to you. I hope that you've received much out of this. If you have, put some hands up in the comments. I see people are praising God in the comments. Hallelujah. Amen. I see somebody said, I'm in that receiving line. Somebody else said, I'm in that receiving line. Yes, you are. You're in that receiving line. Glory to God. There's grace coming on your life. There's breakthrough coming on your life. It's coming on your finances now. Debt, fall off in the name of Jesus. Lord, show them what to do. Show them how to do it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. All that junk that's been trying to hold on and scab you up and dry you out in the name of Jesus. I speak life into every area, every thought process. I speak the life of Jesus. Just receive it right now. Don't listen. Don't just listen to it. Receive it. Lord, I receive that life. Lord, I let life come into their finances. Let life come in to multiply. Let the grace of God, the supernatural power and grace of God, let it be manifested and come into its own in their life. And Lord, let them be a testimony of your glory. Let them be a testimony of your glory. Let them be a testimony of your glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, let them be a testimony. Thank you. Say it, put it in the comments. Type it out. Say it out loud. Lord, let me be a testimony. Let me be a testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me be a testimony. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let me be a testimony. Lord, let me be a testimony. Let me be a testimony in Jesus' name. Now, just receive that right now. Say, say it with me. Say, Lord, I receive that I will be a testimony of your glory, a supernatural testimony in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Joni says, I will be a testimony. I will be. Thank you, Father. Amen. You received something out of that. I hope you did. And, and see, here's the thing. You know, all of that, all of that is not leading to an offering. Like, 
you can give if you want to. You can give, I'm, matter of fact, you, no, take it down quick. Thank you. Y'all were on the spot. I was actually getting ready to say, don't put it up. That, that's not the point. If you want to give, you know how to figure it out. Make your hunger for it, figure it out, and do it. If you don't want to, don't. That's the issue. See, there's something where you say, I'm going to do what it takes to find it. You know, when, when Nicole and I first started when Nicole and I first started giving, you know, it, it was a time when Internet was just coming up. Not everybody had a website. Sometimes you had to go looking for how to get an offering to somebody. <laughs> and we would do that time and time again. Let go find that. Find this address. <laughs> you know, find this telephone number. You'd have to go looking for that. And uh, if you want something bad enough, you'll do it. If you want to consider others higher than yourself, you'll do it. If you want grace in your life, you'll do it. You'll do it. You'll make commitments. You, know, you won't just onesie-twosie it. No, you'll say, I'm giving this every, every month, every week, every, whatever, you'll, every paycheck. I'm, I'm sowing this. See, that's the kind of stuff that people do when they're hungry. And if you'll get hungry, you'll be filled. You'll get hungry, you'll be filled. I'm not preaching and teaching this. It's exactly what Paul said. I'm not preaching and teaching this just to take up an offering, just to, that I need it. No, I'm preaching and teaching it so that profit will come into your heavenly financial account. That's what I want. I want you all blessed. I want everybody that's on here to be millionaires. You can be millionaires. You can be millionaires. You know, Buddy and I were looking at an investment yesterday, and I'm not kidding about this. It... Tell, shout out if I'm right when I say this. Just If it's right, say yes and shout it so they can hear it. We looked at a thing yesterday. Uh, legitimately, I, in, I invested in it at about 3 in the morning when I woke up. I woke up, I was like, I need to invest in that right now. And I woke up, and just a few hours later, it had started going up. In one day, 24 hours, it went up over 10 times. Is that right? Ten times. In other words, if you would have put $100 on it, by the end of the day, you'd have had 1000 If you'd have put $1,000, you would have had 10000 If you'd have put $10,000, you would have had hundred grand in, in one day. Now, things like that can be risky, but in God, when he's directing you, they're not risky. They're not risky when you hear from the Lord. My point is, stuff like that's out there. The issue is we got to find it, but we don't find it by researching. We find it by staying in the presence of God. In him, we live and move and have our being. In him, we get that. That's not the only one I saw like that. I saw more like that, that in the last few days did the same thing. It's like, see, what I'm saying is it's not a lack of money in the world, and it's not a lack of opportunity. It's a lack of fellowship and doing it God's way. It's time for the church to get a hold of that, to be the millionaires God's called them to be, be in abundance, be in abundance. If all I, if all I cared about was money, then I'd pre- preach something like this, then I'd put pressure on you, and then I'd make for sure that we put the link up so you could give. I'm not doing it. That's not the point. The point is I want to get, get revelation to you. I want to get you to the place where you realize I have opportunities in Christ that have been untapped, and they won't be untapped anymore. In Jesus' name, I'm tapping into them because I need that abundance. 
Not just to go buy me a nice new car or buy me a nice new house or have a good retirement. No, I needed abundance to do every work of God. But see, here's the issue. You can't outgive God. Matthew 6.33 says this, that when you, seek, uh, when you seek after his things, seek my kingdom and my righteousness, he says, all these things will be given to you. All the things that you would be worrying about, all the things you'd be thinking about, they'll just be given to you. They'll just be given to you. God will just be like, here, boom, there it is. <laughs> I, had a, I had a story um, the other day, and, uh, or not the other day, the other day, I, like seven years ago. And, um, you, know, you know, the other day. And uh, I was sitting there, and we had had a TV. It was one of the old, it wasn't a flat screen TV. It was like one of the box TVs, right? And uh, we finally took it to the dump, I think, and gave it away. But, uh, man, it was this old TV, and uh, that thing weighed, must, it felt like it weighed 150 pounds. And uh, I remember carrying it upstairs because we moved it out of the living room. And I was like, golly, I don't want to do this again. This thing heavy. And uh, I took that thing upstairs, and uh, we had had it since, uh, this was about seven years ago, so we had had it about 12 to 15 years, something like that. And uh, we got to a place, I want you to hear this, hear this please. I had a, I had a credit card that I could put it on, and uh, I felt like, you know, we deserved a new TV. <laughs> We deserved it. And uh, I pulled it up online. I got it up on the website. And uh, I got my finger on the buy button, you know. And I, now hear what I'm about to say. I got my finger on the buy button. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, is this how you do anything? And I knew exactly what he was talking about. I hadn't prayed about that. I hadn't prayed about it. I had not sought the Lord over it. My flesh just wanted it. And I felt like it's been long enough, and we've got the credit to do it. Let me just buy it, you know. I'll, I'll pay it off in some time, you know. And uh, I thought, I just want, and man, my flesh wanted to hit that button. It wanted to buy that TV. And uh, I had it picked out. I'd done some research, and uh, I just thought, it's time. And the Lord says, is that how you do anything? And, and basically, my answer was, Lord, that's not how I'm supposed to do anything. Everything I do should be led by you. Everything. Even buying a TV. Lord, I should seek you on it. I should hear from you on it. And as soon as he said that, I just, I closed the page and I got off of there and I walked away. And I wasn't, I, you know, my flesh was like disappointed, but I was like, no, that was the right decision. I had peace on it and everything. I want you to see this. When we'll do things God's way, when we'll do it his way, he will supply. He'll supply. About, Two weeks later, somebody gave us, because uh, with that TV, if we got a new TV, we needed a new entertainment center. About two weeks later, somebody calls me and says, hey, um, you want this entertainment center? Actually, the entertainment center was one I'd seen that they had, and I was like, oh, that's really nice. They bought a new one and wanted to give it away. I was like, I do, because I need a new one for the TV that's coming in. You know, we need, we need this new TV. And... Um, so I got the entertainment center. No TV, but I had the entertainment center. I was prepared. I was ready to receive. And, and just like a week after that, somebody says, hey, um, I, I need to come by your house. I got something for you. I said, okay. I said, I said come on. I'm, I'm here right now. Come on. And uh, 
they, they came by the house. They said, here, just the Lord told me to give you this. And uh, it was an envelope. Had money. It just walked up, handed me money. It was, it was like $500, the exact amount I needed to buy that TV. I wasn't in debt for it. No, I did it God's way. I heard from him. I, I sought him. I listened to him. And the Lord moved on somebody's heart. Uh, now, here's the thing. He just handed me money in my hand. That doesn't mean that I just go, ding, TV. You know, that's not right. I, the first thing we need to do is say, Lord, why is this here? What do you want to do with it? Is this harvest that I eat? If, is this seed to plant into a ministry? Is it seed to invest in something earthly you're about to show me? What is this? What do you want me to do with it? Well, the first thing, any increase, of course, like we talked yesterday, is to tithe off of it. But in this instance, he says, he says, go get that TV. And I went, really? I can do it? Man, my finger was on that button like, I buy, I'm going to come pick that thing up today. I was there that afternoon buying that TV. And uh, I was like, glory to God, it didn't cost me anything. See, that's how the Lord works when we actually line ourselves up with his way and we make his things important. When we honor him, he will honor us. When we seek first after his kingdom and his right ways of doing things, all these things will be added. And that, that wasn't something I needed. That was something I desired, I wanted. And he said, I'll add what you need and you want. That's what that chapter is about there. That's what it's talking about is all the stuff that you might need and want. He says, look, if you'll just go after me, I'll give you all that stuff. I'll cause it to come to you. I'll bring it to you in that way. Let's just set ourselves on doing God's things, and, and God will set his self on doing our thing. Amen? What do we need? Put it in the comments. What is it that we need to multiply our finances, or any other blessing in our life? What is it that we need? Put it in the comments. What do we need? What is it that we need? That What is it? I'm waiting to see them. Put the answer in there, not the question. <laughs> what is it that we need to multiply into an abundance in every area of life? What is the item? What is that answer? What is it? Yeah, grace. It's the grace of God. How do you get grace in your life? Well, the first thing is you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have an intimate fellowship with him. That opens up grace in your life. But then, as we do things his way, he opens us up to higher levels of that grace. Through fellowship with him, I have an entrance. I enter into the house. But through covenant relationships and partnerships, I enter into other rooms that are higher, more treasure, more blessing, more anointing. I can, I can go throughout the whole place. I don't just have a place to stay. I have a place to thrive, right? And he'll say, look, what's the key for me? For example, what was the key that I needed to have that grace on my life through Brother Tracy? I needed to honor and make myself, put myself in covenant fellowship with him after the Lord told me, this is one of the men I want you to do that with. When I did that, when I, when I put myself in covenant relationship, I put the key into the door that was the grace that was on Brother Tracy's ministry. 
When I, when I did that with Dr. Rodney, it put the key in the door that let me into the room where that grace resides. And now I'm a partner and a partaker of that grace. I can walk into that grace anytime and I can receive it. I don't have to, but that room's now open to me. So the grace of God in your salvation will give you access to the other rooms that you need to get into. The thing that we need to multiply anything in our lives is the grace of God, and it comes first through a relationship and a covenant relationship with Jesus, but then through the covenant relationships with men and women that God has put into our lives. Amen? So right now, I just want you to pray. Uh, Renew that fellowship and that grace connection with Jesus. Lord, just pray it right now. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director of my life. Whatever you tell me to do or show me to do, I'll do it. I'll do it. You're the Lord. And I believe that you died for me and that God brought you back to life. And I believe that when he brought you back to life, you didn't leave me in a place of selflessness or worthlessness. You didn't leave me in a place of low self-esteem. You didn't leave me in a place of lack and death. You didn't leave me in a place of poverty. All of the death and all of the lack, you raised me up to life with you. No matter what I've seen, where I came from, or what I've been through, your power to resurrect me in every area of death, I receive now as new life. Now just receive that right now. Newness of life in your finances, in your fellowship with God. And in that fellowship, the word says, in him we live and move and have our being. And in that fellowship, we receive it now in Jesus' name. Father, show us the people to make covenant partnerships with. Show us the people to make covenant partnerships with. Show us the people, Lord. And Lord, we will do our part. We will partner with them. We will share with them in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, just be obedient to what the Lord says. Pray in joy. Receive his joy. We love you and we praise God for you. Tomorrow, we'll talk about how to multiply your finances. Love you. See you tomorrow. This is your best week yet, and this is the broadcast that we want you to take and share with people. This entire week, we are talking about finances. We're going to continue it tomorrow, so make sure that you are tuning in, sending the broadcast out to people that you know And tomorrow, we're going to be here, 1130. So set your reminders, set your alarms, make sure that you are notified when we go live, and we'll be back then. So have a great rest of your day, but we'll see you tomorrow morning, 1130.
I'm <laughs> 